Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Meet Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, a passionate advocate for women's advancement. By founding Women Connect for Good, Inc., a 501c3 foundation, she has dedicated herself to supporting organizations that are working towards the advancement of women and girls. She also holds board positions in several social profit groups, including the National Women's History Museum. Dr. Nancy writes impactful books that empower and equip women for success. Her recent titles, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. These books have gained recognition and are both released as audiobooks. Driven by her commitment to advancing gender equity, Dr. Nancy and her team continue to gain momentum with the Lift Women Up campaign. Originally created to complement a PBS documentary highlighting her work championing women's equality and advancement, hashtag Lift Women Up emphasizes the daily actions we can all take to advance gender parity and support one another. Dr. Nancy's contribution have earned her numerous awards, including the prestigious Mosaic Award from Diversity Women Media and a Women Making History Award from the National Women's History Museum. In 2018, she was also honored in Washington, D.C. at the Canalis Project with 20 other women, including Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Dr. Nancy O'Reilly. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? I'm heard you're in Georgia. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but now I'm out on the West Coast, California. (laughs) 
Oh, how wonderful. Uh, well, I'm from New York originally. That's where my home is, but I love Georgia. Southerners are friendly. The food is fantastic and the weather's not too bad either. Well, we're excited to have you on. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I'm absolutely ready. And I love having these kinds of conversations. Let's do this. All right. So tell me a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Well, I think it always has to start with our personal story. When I do podcasts, I always ask people one thing, where did you come from? How did you become the person you are today? And probably because of how I was reared and how I grew up, had a lot to do with how I ended up becoming a women's leadership person. I was a tomboy. I really grew up believing that somehow boys were more valued than girls Mm-hmm. And sports was just a wonderful outlet for me. So the boys didn't come to date me. They came to play, to get me because I, I can kick the ball further and I can run faster than any boy. So, but again, fast forward marriage. I never really thought I'd ever get married and I never thought I'd have children, but I did. And one of the things that happened, I was in college when I had my first pregnancy. So I continued with my degrees. I will tell you this. I have a degree for every one of my children except the last one. And basically, I'm so happy I didn't have that one. So I have a degree for every one of my children. But what happened was I had one girl. Then I had another girl. And then I had another girl. And you know what? This was never something that would happen to me. For some reason... Didn't even think that was conceivable. But the thing that happened, which was so important when it comes to women's leadership, is that I realized I had to leave a legacy. First, I had to come to terms with myself as a woman. And then I had to see these young girls, these babies of mine that were going to grow up to be women. What legacy would I leave them? So that's really what happened to me was that finding women empowerment, women gender equity was so important to leave that legacy for my daughters. By the way, after that, my daughters also have given me seven granddaughters. Wow. So, and then I've got a lot of female horses too. I don't think there's any mistakes in this world. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're led to places, the journey and the path, if we keep our eyes open and we're aware then we realize what our true journey is and what our path should be. So women's leadership really became my forte and has been forever and ever. I was beating my drum about gender equality when nobody was listening. And so now it's even more important than ever. But what's really more important than ever, as far as leadership is concerned, is that we're all working together. We're all in this together. You know, Women Connect for Good has become a national, international foundation that helps women and men, because as I said, we're all in this together, but for women to find their voices and most importantly, to support one another. So women's leadership is really supporting one another and being in a organization, whatever, if it's a not-for-profit or a social profit or a for-profit organization. I was listening to some of your audios yesterday on your website, and it really is about relationships you know, and what we think and what we feel. Every moment to moment, we have a choice. And you talk a lot about what is between the ears. I'm a psychologist and my background is in cognitive behavioral psychology. So thinking and feeling and how we behave and how we act on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis is all up to us. And women and men need to understand that. We have a choice every moment of our lives to become whatever we choose to be. And this is a very important topic, gender diversity, gender equality. Now, why is it good for business? This is one of the best kept secrets, but every company that has women in major leadership positions 
if you look at the bottom line, are more successful. And again, diversity. If you see a company that has more diversity, the bottom line is a better number. They make more money. Let's face it. I mean, when you bring different people of different colors, different races, different ideas, you get such a rich imagination and creativity in a company. You know, first of all, customers start within your company. We don't realize that. I think a lot of organizations don't really understand that your customers are sitting right at the desk around you because they're the ones who will go out and tell people, other people, people within the organization, but people outside the organization, how good it is. So customers start basically within the corporation, but that word of mouth and that relationship that begins to develop inside the organization filters out to the public and the community as well. You're absolutely right. You know, when I think of organizations that I want to partner with or need my services, I think of organizations that are forward thinking, that want to grow, and certainly are diverse in many aspects. So you're right on target there. Now, how can I get more information about you? You can go to drnancyoreilly.com and then our Women Connect for Good. Just Google and we have everything on that website. Lots of lot of information. I do podcasts. I've been doing podcasts for 12 years. They're audio. Now we have audio visual podcasts. My books are there. And of course, there is a lot of information about our blogging. All the things that I'm talking about today are on the website. So when women go in, we want them to join a community. Before this is over, I hope that you'll join my community as well and that we'll join one another and that we'll take our resources and our networks and we'll combine. And that's what leadership is all about, is collaboration and connection and continuing that process. You know, networking is wonderful. I can't do everything myself. Right. I know. And there's some things literally I don't want to do. Right. And I know there are people that are much better at doing them than I am. So why not connect with them? And then later they'll connect with me. And so, you know, this myth about the pie is not big enough. You know, the slices aren't enough. That's not right. That's not correct. You can create a network within companies that you're working with in that interconnection and that referral, internal, external referral process and networking is so absolutely valuable and you'll never be stagnant. That's right. You know, you're speaking my language, Nancy. (laughs) I'm glad. I was hoping after listening to you yesterday, I felt like we'd be right on the same page. I love it. So just to be clear, it's called Our Women Connect for Good. Is that correct? Women, W-O-M-E-N, connect, C-O-N-N-E-T, for the number four, good. It's W-C-G-4 or it's womenconnectforgood.com. Beautiful. Or just DrNancyO'Reilly.com. It's O apostrophe capital R-E-I-L-L-Y. <laughs> Love it. And so you mentioned you have a podcast. Yes, Conversation with Smart, Amazing People. What oh, else? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, after we're done, I would like for you to be a guest on mine. I'd be honored. Thank you. But that's how it works. Because what I really liked about what I was listening to yesterday when I was listening to your audio uh, presentations, and the most important thing was that you were talking about things that are so relevant as far as how we think, how we believe. We have so many biases and so many things that we're not even aware of. So the awareness is key. When we wake up in the morning, what do we do? We get up and we do things methodically. But when we start to say, I need to be aware of this, or I need to connect with that, or this is more important today for me, then we draw our focus right to there. So we have to focus on our intentions 
and then follow through with those. So I really liked what you were talking about. So you're right on the mark too. And that self-awareness is so important in leadership, right? It just gives us a different perspective and it also opens us up to the perspective of others, which can elevate all of us. Well, I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to say this. You know, the good old boy leadership model is really antiquated. One thing for sure, and the women need to understand that we are going to be in charge of more money and more opportunities to make decisions than we ever have been in our entire lives. Women are coming into money right and left. I'm not talking about women that we need to continue to help, but I'm talking about women who are amassing this wealth that we should be making decisions and be at the table. The goal is to have women sitting at every table to make those decisions next to men who are working with women to make those decisions. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I come across sometimes, Nancy, and I'm sure you have too, is I look at these women and there are some women that are so just amazing and they don't have that confidence in themselves. Right. So any tips on how to increase confidence? Oh yeah. How about 52 weeks? The Lift Women Up campaign is 52 weeks to not only lift yourself, but other women up each and every day. What happens when you lift somebody else up? What does it do for you? It lifts you up. So our Lift Women Up campaign is huge. It's ongoing. That's what we do as companies. We involve them not only in our community, but we also engage them in the Lift Women Up campaign. So 52 weeks, sometimes it may be just calling another woman and saying, hey, you're amazing. You're great. I just want to check in on you. How are you doing? You know, that was the great thing about COVID. That was one of the great things. I'm not saying any, a lot of it was, but the great thing is we started connecting with people that we cared about that we maybe we hadn't been in touch with for a long, long time. But it's amazing what a card or a phone call or even a text. I don't know about you. I'll get a text from somebody I hadn't heard from in a long, long time. And it just makes me feel good. So the little things that we can do to lift ourselves up and lift other women up, we can do those each and every day, every day of the day. I mean, just think of it. Every day I'm going to lift somebody up. It may be a smile, a simple smile. It may be opening someone's door. It may be helping them with a bag, you know, but it's amazing when you smile at people, you engage with people and the world is a different place. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I'm certainly going to tap into that list. Yeah. So Nancy, as a lifelong learner, what are you learning right now? (laughs) Everything. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the way I look at it. When I stop learning, it's time to go. That's right. I bought an equestrian center four years ago. I started riding later in life. So I continue to learn to ride. I learned to continue to drive horses. I'm breeding horses. And I'm just in the process of developing a program for training with leadership and horses. People are terrified of these thousand pound animals. But the thing is, they're gentle, they're kind, they're amazing, and they're sensitive They're very sensitive. So I'm learning about something that's going to be incorporated into my leadership training. And people will come in. They'll stay at my uh, B&B. They'll spend time in women's leadership or leadership training. But then we'll actually go out and have some hands-on with horses. And horses choose people, by the way. And they know who's afraid of them and they know who's not. It's called joining. You can go out in a herd of animals. These, of course, are all very well-trained, very beautiful Arabian, half-Arabian horses. But you can go out in a, amongst a herd of horses. And the ones that trust you and the ones that 
know and understand you because they literally do miles away. They can tell who's coming. So they'll choose you. They'll join with you. So the learning process for me is ongoing. And every day I get up and, you know, these podcasts I do and then the books, I've got another book coming out again, which is Timeless Women Speak. How about women and how growing older in our society? This book came out in 2015. It came out too soon. So we're redoing it, have new focus groups. If anybody wants to be a part of our focus groups, we're doing age focus groups talking about the issue of aging in our society. You and I both know when you turn the TV on or listen to your podcast, it starts talking to you about how you can look better, how you, you can feel better, how you can be thinner, how you can be more beautiful. And this is where women get caught up because we get depressed, because we look in the mirror and we've got impossible comparisons that are made with us and we feel guilty and we feel depressed. So I'm done with that. I'm done with that. We're all beautiful inside and out. So Timeless Swim to Speak is going to be coming back out. So if anybody wants to be in a focus group, just have them contact me. Love it. Timeless women speak. I think that's a really important topic to tune into, whether your mom's, you know, on the older side of the spectrum, or it's you, we all need to learn. It also increases our confidence when we're learning from each other. So I love it. Very, very important. All right, Nancy, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you? What are you most hopeful about? Well, I think I mentioned that the old leadership style, which is crack the whip, do as I say, da, 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 you know, and they walk out of the room and they do whatever they want. The thing is, is that leadership is ownership. Mm. And I think the people, they don't work for me. They work with me. The people here that are at my barn and work with me and my website, my books, everything, we work together. It's developing a relationship. It's developing communication. You know, if you're the leader of the company, the last person people should say, well, who's that? Mm. Who is that person? Where are they? A leader must be among people and communicate. Their team needs to tell them, you know, again, it's cross-communication. This is the one thing that companies need to understand. Why is it that the most talented people walk out your door? When Mm. you turn around and the most talented people are walking out your door. How about the fact is they don't feel appreciated? How about the fact that they were never listened to? How about the fact that they really don't think they're of value to the company and somebody else thinks they are? Right now, there are people looking for great people to work in their companies. The most important thing is if I want to work for you, I better believe that you have a great leadership team, that you take care of people, that you understand us as human beings that have families, that have needs, that are part of a community. And again, sharing. It's so very, very important. But like-minded people want to be around like-minded people. I don't care what people say. And then you become the people you spend time with. It only takes one bad apple in the barrel to spoil the whole bunch. And if a leader is doing that, they're going to run off all the talented people. And then they're going to be looking around and going, what's wrong with our bottom line here? Why aren't we producing what we used to be producing? And we're all the good people. So I think it's valuable. Every person that comes to work with you is a value. Add value to your company, to your business. And remember, your customers start within your corporation, and then they go outside and share that information, and people then will share that information. So it's a small world in some respects that we live in. Plus, you know, with the information age, everything is spontaneous. So you've got to be real careful about how you treat people. People will look at how you treat yourself a lot, how you'll treat them as well. That is so 
on point because us becoming self-aware, that's where leadership starts. That's where you start to grow. And that's probably one of the hardest things to do, but the most necessary, isn't it? You know, tough decisions are going to have to be made, but you make tough decisions based on the bottom line as well. But the point is, if people are on board, they'll understand that from the get-go, that it's not about punishing or it's not about reducing or it's not about cutting. It's about making sure that the company is running all speed ahead forward. Wouldn't it be a lot better if you're in the, okay, the lifeboat comes along, your company's going down and you all get in the lifeboat. And then they say, oh, we can only have 10 people in the boat, but we have 15. The point is you've got to know, are you going to be the one thrown out of the boat? Are you going to be the one sitting in the boat? The point is, is that you want to be in the boat. You want to be with that company as it excels, as it grows, and the opportunity to continue in the company. Leadership also is about them training and learning. They have to learn also. Every woman especially needs to keep their skills, keep up to date on their trends, whatever's going on, and what you can learn as far as information gathering, media, the whole bit. We are in in an information age, but you know, a lot of this stuff is a lot of fun. It's fun. Yeah. I'm very curious. I know that in my career, I've had to learn to adjust how I express my anger at being dismissed. I express my anger at unfair treatment of people, especially an organization where it's mostly men. I've had to work on my delivery because anger doesn't really connect well. So what are some tips that you can give us? First and foremost, you don't respond if you're angry. Mm -hmm. You take time, you cool off, you back off and you look at the situation and then you determine what is going to make the change. Is there going to be a change? There is what we call constructive confrontation training. I've done it for companies before, but it's teaching managers how to confront an employee that they're having trouble with. But the point is we have to teach ourselves when to do this, when to do that. But typically you don't ever approach anyone if the emotions are high. You take time, you cool down. You think about what you're going to say, what you're going to do. And that's number one. If you're angry and upset with someone, step back. Take at least three breaths. Now, if it's dangerous and somebody's in jeopardy, you have to do what you got to do. If there's threat of injury or death or whatever, you're going to react quickly. But something like that, when you're going to possibly walk up, you know, texting. Don't ever text anyone when you're upset. Texting has been the nemesis of so many people. And remember, texting is documented. I can document everything you say on a text. I can save it. I can use it later against you. We have to remember that we are in this age of information, but we can gather it for the good or we can gather it for something else as well. That's right. Yeah. And I know that for me, I've had to not only learn to breathe through the anger, I've also had to learn to communicate better. And so that takes practice, doesn't it? Yeah, part yeah. of the reason I started this podcast is because I needed to learn to listen more. You're doing a really good job. Congratulations. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah, and you know what that is? Some of the best leaders are the best listeners. They really are. You know, and somebody can come in and maybe somebody comes in and they're about ready to walk out your door. They're finished with you. They've had it. You let them come in and you let them talk. You say, okay, come in and I want to hear what you have to say. It's not going to be abusive or it's not going to be whatever language, but it's a time to hopefully get things out. And it's amazing how people start to deflect and start to decompress when they have had a chance to, first of all, say, listen to this. Yes, I want to listen to you. Hmm. Want to hear me? 
Yeah. You disarm, right? You disarm and they feel safe. That's wonderful. And you know, another thing that works, and this is something that women aren't very good at, is asking for help. Believe it or not, Mm -hmm. someone that you're having difficulty with, that you're just not getting along, you say, how can I help this process? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to me if I say, how can I help you? How can you help me? You're going to go, oh, wait a minute. It puts it in a different part of the brain, doesn't it? Instead of being that aggressive, the, you know, I'm going to fight you. It's now like, oh, now I've gone into problem solving. Right Mm -hmm. brain, left brain. You know, you go back and forth. That's how we do things. It's disarming, for example. I really would like this to work. How can I help this process? How can I help you to help this process? You've got me then. Very wise. Thank you. Now, we have a surprise question for you from a former guest. Okay. Karen Kenny wants to know, what are some failures that you've encountered and what have you learned from them? I've had two of the biggest failures in the last two years that I've ever had in my entire life. I've had to learn from them, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's interesting in 2023, all those things, they're going in the right direction for me. My business is going to grow tremendously. I am going to be able to do things that I thought I would never get to do. But yeah, it was tough. But you know what? I always tell myself, I'm going to take the high road. What am I going to learn from this? What do I need to understand about this? You know, sure, I was upset. I was very upset. And there were days I was very depressed and thought, this is never going to get better. This will never, ever change. And then there were days that I'd pick myself back up, dust myself back off. But I tell you what, two years later, this thing is now resolving itself in ways that I never, ever conceived. But the point is, I was patient. I gave it time. I believed it would happen. And yeah, I learned from it. You don't learn from how you fall down. You learn how you get back up. That's what you learn. As you were talking, I thought of how taking the higher road. Sometimes we're in a space where we don't know what that is because we've never been in that situation. We want to take it, but we don't know what the higher road is. One of the things that has helped me tremendously is having a very carefully selected inner circle. Yeah, you have to have that circle. Again, Women Connect for Good, the mission is women supporting other women's missions and supporting them in all ways possible. Yeah, if you can pick up the phone and call someone or you have a mentor in that company or you've got someone that understands or is just going to be there to listen to you, it makes all the difference in the world. You know what? Nobody gets anywhere alone. Did you get where you are sitting there by yourself? Did you get there all by yourself this morning? Did anybody help you? Did anything else go on before you sat down in that chair? None of us get anywhere alone. None of us. But sometimes we hear the I, me, my people. You know, there's been more and more information on Facebook about narcissists. And narcissists are I, me, mine people. It's all about them. It's all about theirs, mine, data. You know these people. Those are the people that you don't want to surround yourself with. They may look powerful and delightful and very engaging, but the point is you want to surround yourself with people who are going to be there good or bad days. And certainly become that person to other people. We can't teach or we can't bring in our lives something that we're not. I got to say this. The people here at my barn call me the warrior. Oh, (laughs) I love it. She's a warrior. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't act aggressively. I just come back. I fall down, I get back up. Fall off a horse, I get back up. It's how you get up that matters, right? I get back every time. Beautiful. So Nancy, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? You know what I'm most curious about is the stories. 
always ask about the story because it always tells so much about how they became who they are. We didn't talk about your story, but you will with me on my podcast. But you talk about where you came from. Who were your mentors? Was it your mother? Did you have a great mother? Did you have a father? Or did you have no one? I mean, the point is that we all come from someplace that has helped to create the person that you are at this moment in your life. I had strong grandmothers. I had a strong mother. I had women that were doing things that back then women didn't do. But the point is, you know, I had role models. We can't become what we can't see, what we can't hear about, and what we can't read about. So the stories are great. Plus, this is the last bit here. Women compare themselves to each other all the time. We're very bad about doing that. So if we look at someone like yourself, you're attractive, you're intelligent, uh, you have everything going for you. We think it must be so easy for you. And this is where we get into trouble, because when we start to listen to the story, we find out that we've all had challenges. We've all had our failures. We've all had mountains we've had to climb and we'll have other mountains to climb as well. So that brings us down to this level of we can now really communicate. We can now really support each other. Love it. Thank you for shining your light on us, Nancy. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, uh, just come to Southern California Equestrian Center if you want to see some beautiful Arabians. And of course, go to the website, go to Women Connect for Good. I'm Most Women Speak is coming out. Be a part of a focus group. And this together, the book. I've got books there that you could buy. And there are lots of podcasts you can listen to. If anything, join the community. And most importantly, join the Lift Women Up campaign. Start today, 52 weeks of lifting yourself and other women as this year goes by. And I can guarantee you, you will feel great every single day if you do so. Damn, Nancy, I feel great already after speaking. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I've lifted you up. I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. You're wonderful. Well, we will be in touch because you will be talking on my podcast on Amazing Conversation with Dr. Nancy. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.